Welcome to Test Pilot. My name is Cassie. We are a podcast. I'm joined by Mark and Andy, and we're also joined by Will. Say hi, everyone. Uh, hi. Hi. It didn't really, uh, it's like, it's like we're a masculine podcast. You know what I mean? Like we got guys listening to I this. I think people came really quickly. No, I think that I like. Think people came really quickly. There's a good chance. There's a good chance people came quickly. But that's because I assume that we're like, oh, I, I think we're the nut podcast. And let me, let me elaborate. I think people listen, like watch porn or like are doing love stuff with a partner. Love While stuff. they listen to this podcast? No, no, no. Definitely. Well does. <laughs> I think they put it on just before they nut. Right. So they'll they'll because it stops them from nutting. Yeah. They're like, oh god, I gotta yeah. hold on. Yeah. We're like we're like we're like the way that people edge. Yeah. People <laughs> <laughs> just as they're about to come, they put they put us on and they hear me go like talk some bullshit about fucking Dewey and well that usually makes them nut. I will be that's yeah. that's, that's a, why that's we've a been, dump truck nut. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they get turn, so turned on by more Malcolm in the Middle talk. Wait, are you actually letting me open the episode? Are we going? Yeah, away? sure. I ah! mean I mean we can open the episode. We can talk about nutting to fucking Dewey who was up 6. Yeah, at the time probably, yeah, probably 7. About six. Yeah. So. But we're talking modern day Dewey and like modern day Dewey is rocking that dump truck yes. and he's like 27. He's probably about 27. Or maybe 30. I reckon he's not. I reckon he's 24. Fuck off. I'm Googling. You keep talking. You don't need to Google. We, we live in the future. You just do this, right? I reckon he's 30. How old is Eric Per Sullivan? He's 29. Yeah, I said so, 30. So we're basically the same age as Dewey. Like, well, not, but because he's a year younger than us. But like, I mean, it's basically the same age. It's weird to think that when yeah. you watch Malcolm in the Middle, and I know we all did, um, you you kind of, you'd, you'd think you were the Malcolm. Yeah. But Malcolm was our senior. We were, we were, we were the I Deweys. always thought that I was the mum's bag. <laughs> you thought you were the mum's bag? Yeah. What are you talking I about? I relate to the mum's bag. Was it the same the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> it was me. You mean Cloris, her handbag <laughs> that she named? What are you talking about? I just related to the mum's handbag. Ah, oh, I'm a Hal. Andy's a Samantha. <laughs> I, I'm Wilson Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy's a Gunther. Yeah, oh, fucking Gunther. Did you guys see he, he was back for the- uh, We discussed this last week. <laughs> yeah, but I cut it. Yeah, <laughs> you did. So you want to talk about it again so you can yeah, cut it again? It's, it's about time we talked about Gunther. He's looking great. I don't even know who Gunther is. I haven't is, watched man. it. Oh, let me tell you. So there's there's- there's this show called The Five Friends, okay? <laughs> That's uh, what it's there's called. six of them. Verbatim. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, there's five it, friends. But it's called The it, Five Friends. Well, it's not. It's called Friends and there's six of them. No, there's, five, the five, there's five friends and then there's a brother. It's called The Five Friends and a brother. Uh-huh. Because, oh, well, I guess. Because who are the brothers and sisters? It was Chandler was, uh, no, not Chandler. It was the other. Ross and Monica. Ross. Because Ross people are always like, your brother's a historian and paleontologist. Are you like Monica? And I'm like, no. Nah. He's always bringing it back to you, aren't you? Yeah, I'm the most interesting thing happening. How can we, how can we be talking about the Ross Geller <laughs> and somehow that's related to you? Ridiculous. Everything's about me. We have a very special episode today. Special for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, Will, you're back in the house for your fifth. Fourth. 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 You came in late to the game and then you killed it. I'm glad you're keeping your tally because this idiot over here is there's no numbers. <laughs> They I were, have a spreadsheet that I never update. It was uh, Ultimate Fighter. Uh-huh. It was Gossip Girl. Uh-huh. Uh, the third one I do remember being Bones. And now we're up to a very special episode. And this is a special episode because this- Will's answers, going for a mug. He's going, he, he's, he's going, going for his second mug. For his second mug yeah. with this one. For anyone who's listening saying, what, what does it mean to win a mug? Um, if you would recommend a show to Test Pilot at testpilotpodcast at gmail.com 
and it is rated the highest show of the season or the lowest show of the season, usually you get a mug. I mean, you might get a mug again this season, but I'm just going to say you're going to get some sort of you don't know prize. What make you yet. prize or award or award. Whatever you want to say. It's going to be a Test Pilot merch. I mean, if you don't want Test Pilot merch, Andy will give you $100. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, always, so that's always how much Will's the like, merch would cost. Trade in my last mug. Eventually, it would cost that much uh, when, yeah, you know. It, it could have a high resale value. After the murder it's, suey happens. Because yeah, exactly. then it's going to be worth <laughs> shit tons. You're the murder, right? No, 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 no. I get murdered. By who? You. Uh, it's a whodunit. It's got to be one of us <laughs> yeah. in this room. Andy, can you hit that button? Absolutely. Best. The show we're doing today is The Wire. It aired from 2002 to 2008, had five seasons with 60 episodes. Water. Overall on IMDb, this motherfucker has a 9.3. And the pilot episode, The Target, has an 8.0. It's got to be our highest rated show that we've ever done. I did a Baltimore accent. Did everyone enjoy it? Uh, I, did you say water? Yeah, you said yeah. water. Do that's it again. Water. Is that it? Yeah, that's the only thing I can do. Baltimore to a T, yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's the only thing I can do because it's pretty similar to a Philly accent. That's the only thing I can say. Okay, okay. This has to be the highest rated show that we've done. Like, I, I, I'm thinking this that. This is us. Yeah, this is us would have been up there. I don't, there's no way this is us is rated. Nine point three. You mean overall? Uh, no, overall, right. overall, this will definitely be the highest. Rated this is show. us would it would be rated pretty highly. It's 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 going to be high eights, mid yeah, eights, yeah. maybe even maybe in high sevens. I'd say it's going to be like an eight point six. Eight point seven. Good work, boys. Yeah, Ooh. because overall, or the first episode. Overall, overall. overall. First ep would be like a nine point two or something. It's right? so for sure, good. for sure. That first Although that being said, awesome. the twists that they've had recently are better than the twists in the first episode. But. It's so hard to get a high rating on IMDb because yeah. there's, especially for like a big show, because for every 10, you've got like three dudes that are like, it's a one. This show's dumb. Is that, I don't think is people have user, the guts to say that it's dumb. IMDb's user, yeah. Yeah, right. So, okay, fair enough. And yeah. that's why from day one, the idea of this podcast was that IMDb is flawed. Mm. Too, too, many, too many cooks are in, the, are in that. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Whereas and we have no one in our kitchen. We've got no, we've got we've we've got three, sometimes four cooks, and that's the right amount of cooks for sure. It's your gap in the market. Yeah, niche. yeah. Exactly. We, we there's no niche. one doing this. There, Google it. Google TV pilot podcast, <laughs> and there aren't a hundred out there. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> there Potent- are potentially over a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't ones that have been doing it for less time than us, but have double the amount of episodes. <laughs> And also do it better. (laughs) And I'm assuming at least five times the listeners. Doesn't exist. But there are a lot of ones where people have given it like five red hot cracks and then be like, no, that's a bad idea. Let's quit it. Yeah, there are quite a few of those. Yeah, yeah. But fuck those other podcasts. Mm. Okay, we're the original. And uh, I'll leave it at that. And I won't say that with any, (laughs) um, you know. You're not going to agree? No. Okay, okay, okay. So we're doing The Wire today. And I... I really think that this is an important episode because it's really about time that four white middle-class Australians 
really talk about racial inequality in America, mm. really get into the into the the depths of the of the of the war on drugs yeah. uh, in a city that none of us have. Well, you've been to once, Cassie. Uh, is a lie you told us before we started recording, <laughs> um, just because you wanted to it, be like, in order to I've sound like here. tough as yeah, well. Exactly. Like the way yeah. you said it as well. It I was said like, I went to a chill part. No, no, you said you said, and I quote, "You were like, and I didn't tower. even die or anything." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you even said at one point I was in one of those towers yeah. dealing. Yeah, you said you said yeah. I went to the top of the tower. Yeah, and now I rule that tower. <laughs> yeah, actually, the wire is loosely based on my life. Yeah, which 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 character? Stringer Bell. Can't tell when you one character. Oh well, that seems racist. The one that walked away from the crowd at the end. I'm that guy. Oh, seems like you remember a lot of the white characters that we do. He no, was that, black. Was, that was D. No, I'm just saying, like you know, when we did Sabrina, you didn't struggle to remember Sabrina's <laughs> oh, yeah. name or Hercules yeah, or Her- Xena. Remembered Hercules. Remembered Xena. I did remember Columbo. Most of the remembered hills. Columbo. Most all of the hills. Yeah, yeah just, actually, just not the minority. That oh, and really the Real weird. Housewives of yeah. uh, Beverly Hills. That is yeah. weird of me. Yeah, how come there's no Black Housewives? <laughs> You know, there they to how many seasons it took them to get a black housewife of Beverly twelve. Hill. Oh shit! Why did I go so high? I don't even know if they eight, were twelve. Eight, eight. nine. Oh, so nine's close. high. Yeah, nine, nine is, is high. high. Yeah, uh, become progressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and what's amazing is whenever she tries to say anything about the Black Lives Matter movement in the latest season, all the white ones like no, nah! <laughs> no, nah! and I'm like, how do they not realize how this is reading? Oh my yeah. God. With all that being said, I would say that the real housewife of Beverly Hills take on the uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is about as relevant as our opinions <laughs> on the wire. I, I, yeah, I, and they're doing a whole season, so. What, they're doing a whole season on that? No, it's just coming up in a lot of episodes because the really Southern woman just kept getting angry and being like, this isn't real. <laughs> How are they doing? I mean, I do need to get into the most critically acclaimed greatest show of all time, Barack Obama's favourite show. But before we get into that, how is how are the new housewives dealing with coronavirus? The, uh, like, they don't show it on the episode, but they all got it while filming. What, Corona? Yeah. yeah. It's because it's America. And that's the thing, because now I'm watching a lot of reality TV that was filmed last year because it's coming out now. Everyone gets Corona. Like, Kim Kardashian got Corona and gave it to her son. Um, oh, that's nice. Oh, what, that's a nice gift. It's, it's nice. That's nice. That's how it's framed on the show. It's like, we're in quarantine together, so we get to hang out just the two of us, and when will we ever get a chance like this again? Yeah. Uh for a long time. Yeah, just pick a, ch- pick yeah. a time. Yeah. You're yeah. very rich. You can take time off Literally, work. Literally, you, know you, you could take six years off work. Yeah. You don't even oh, have to. Oh, she could never work. Also, again. you don't She'd even. She'd have enough passive income. Don't even put your kid in school. Then you've got it. Then you've yeah. got that time. Yeah. yeah. You can it's your fail choice. the entry level to the bar anytime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's done it twice now. <laughs> Loser. I think it's cool that she admits <laughs> it though, because I wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, I passed ages ago. No one asked about it. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm behind on. I've, I've not kept up you've with the Kardashians. So what's this? Uh, she keeps failing the baby bar. In between being a billionaire, though, so you can't be. Wait, <laughs> so she's trying to be a lawyer. Yeah, it's been going on for ages. But Will does that. Yeah, Will does. Will tell that. her that you've already got it covered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you give her a call and be so, like, so Kimmy, "I'm a lawyer." Uh, <laughs> she's listening. She, 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 you and her call each. You call it Kimberly. You're quite close. Wait, why would Kimberly be closer? All her close friends call her Kimberly. Sorry, Kimberly Esquire. This is uh, Brian Esquire. Uh, just mm. just uh, hit me up about the uh, the bar. So you're you're. You're going to help her pass No, you bar. need to just tell her that you've got lawyering covered. Oh, sorry. She didn't realize that you're lawyering. No, I think it's okay. Yes. I think it's okay. Step like, off my turf. This guy's Kimberly. nice. Oh, he's 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 really, he's going both ways about it. So Kim, yeah. and I do call you Kim because we're not on first name basis, but the first full name basis. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, 
good luck with being a lawyer. Dan. Keep fucking Van Jones. I Who's like Van Jones? Movie. Oh, fill me up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish Fill that. me up, baby. <laughs> fill me up, baby, with that Kardashian knowledge. Uh, he's a political commentator and they've been hooking up since she broke up with Kanye and Kanye's with Arena Shark. All right. Now, is Arena Shark the- Amy She's Shark's shark. sister. Is she the aquatic version of uh, Ariana Grande? Yes. <laughs> no, she is Bradley Cooper's baby mama. Okay. And they have, what's their child's name? Oh, I'm sure it's stupid. I don't know. Zupa Dupa Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's just like a lot of swapping about they're town. All, they're all, everyone's fucking everyone. Yeah, just a lot of incest. It's like the time that Andy found out Olivia Wilde has two previous exes and he's like, she just fucks people and Who's leaves. Who's she dating now? That's Harry not what Styles. I said at all, Styles. but sure. You said ahead. she sounds like a bad person. She just fucks people and leaves. You said it, he did, right? I uh, definitely don't think I said that because I wouldn't have. I don't remember that. I, you wrote back, yeah, my, yeah I like, all women are evil. Because I like Olivia Wilde. I know. And, I, <laughs> and uh, I don't like sluts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. I don't like her anymore. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I really got your, your, your voice to a T. It's, I've got your brand down. I'm finding the text. Okay, that's going to take a long time. So while you're searching for the text, we're going to go through the entire plot Olivia of the Wilde is dating Harry Styles. Andy sends a little tear. Did you know she used to be married to a prince? And Andy writes, no, I'm not into her anymore though now. And I said, why? What happened? And you said, oh, just from what you've been saying, it seems like she goes out on dates with people and breaks their hearts. Mark, yeah, Andy, women are evil. I agree. Yeah, so that's not at all what I said. Yeah, you really threw some words in his mouth. Yeah. Listen, my boy doesn't like... Okay, I got your he back, He doesn't like Andy. people with two previous lovers? So, well, the, the, yeah, okay, it was an over-exaggeration of like a statement. Women be just going on dates with you for the free lasagna? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. pay your own bill. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Garfield. <laughs> also, Olivia, you're an actress. You probably have a fuckload of money. Yeah. Pay your own lasagna bills. Yeah. So what? Yeah, Olivia. What's her name? Olivia Wilde. <laughs> Olivia Wilde. And be nicer to John, okay? He's the one bringing you the lasagna. Olivia- She's Garfield, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, can you write in? Because they both listen and tell us who pays for the lasagna. Hey, Harry, make her pay for the lasagna, dude. <laughs> hey, she's Harry. She's much older than you. <laughs> And don't put up with it when she's mean to Odie. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm not sure if cats should have lasagna. Stop giving a lasagna, Harry. What was Garfield's whole thing? I don't know, man. Lasagna? Yeah. Yeah. Being a cat. Olivia Wilde has this ad for like something. I think it's a dog walking service and right at the end. Why is she walking dogs now? (laughs) Yeah. Is she like Is she okay? (laughs) The dog. Apparently she's apparently she's going out on dates nonstop. Is it not paying for her meals? (laughs) Eating nothing but lasagna (laughs) for months on end. Send her did you like take a photo of what I wrote and then send it to her? And (laughs) she was like, Oh, that cuts. That cuts deep. Yeah, I guess (laughs) I gotta re Rethink my whole life. I guess I'll start walking dogs. <laughs> Have I really been that shitty to man? Eating the dog less lasagna. Ad. It's so good. Right at the end, the dog goes to her. Have a good day, Olivia Wilde. And that's what I say to Daisy when I leave the house most of the days. I say, Have a good day, Olivia Wilde. Or I'll say, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again. All right. Well, What's that's that a from? lot. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, that's from Real Housewives. The other thing I say all the time is, You don't know what you brought in this house. So, first episode mm. of The Wire. Yeah. I hate myself. Okay. Cassie's not going to remember any of the names, but me, I know all the names. I'm going to do Cassie's job for her. Will, why'd you bring this to us? Oh, yeah, Cassie, that is your job. Ever since you opened the episode, all of a sudden, all the fucking roles are shifting. <laughs> Surprised <laughs> Andy didn't do fast facts. <laughs> I can. 9.3. All right. <laughs> I think it's the best show ever made. It's my favorite show ever. I've seen it a couple of times. And yeah, it's 
it's just I think yeah like the writing the character development like how true it is to Baltimore and how much effort was put in you've like never been to Baltimore no but like I didn't from see watching like Doc, from Doc just from it. this one pilot I'm sorry to interrupt but didn't see any motorbike riding at all and apparently that's mm. all they do in Baltimore mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's season two it's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> the motocross yeah, yeah. season a guy went to touch my ass in Baltimore and he said you have a really good butt and my boyfriend was just okay with it so I felt like I had to be okay with it but in reality I wasn't okay with it you should have said something it's just it's just you, uh, you Ross Geller all Baltimore? over again isn't no, it no you don't to like fucking motorbike races they're terrifying so Andy you've seen all of the wire yeah Cassie, you've only ever seen the pilot? Uh-huh. I can't agree with Will. It's like the best show I've ever I mean, I've, as you've we seen know. Two shows. As we know, I've seen so many <laughs> it's TV It's better than shows. How I Met Your Mother is what he's saying. It's fucking unbelievable. <laughs> this is true. We always do say Andy's only ever seen The Wire and How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. And it, we've done one of the two. Yeah. And it'll be a cold day in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a few more shows than that and it's it's the best show. You don't need to see a, new, a few more shows we'll to know that. We'll see this <laughs> and Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And this is the winner. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a, a great show. Now, it's, The Wire is my white whale. Yeah. One day I will yeah, watch it. Oh, you haven't it. seen it. I have seen, seen season the- one about two or three times. And every time... I've watched it like six times. Yeah, you've watched it a lot. Um, so like on the eighth time I watched season one, um, I, I, I get to the end and I'm like, oh, sick. Can't wait for season two. Then a couple of days pass and a week passes and then I just don't watch season two. And then, like, and then a year later, I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, I'm going back. I'm watching I assume the it ends on a cliffhanger this I, season. And I then really... I go back and start season one again. People say like season two, the docs, because that's the docs, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because every yeah. season's set from a different and perspective, I feel like people, right? yeah. People, and I, people head on the docs yeah, season with Steve like Doors, but I've, I've heard good things about I, yeah, the newspaper I genuinely season. think yeah. it's like one of the better seasons. Same. I love like, <laughs> I love Nikki. I love, um. oh, damn it. What's his name? That, that, that smart ass little bastard always gets his cock out. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that weenie little dude. Yeah, yeah. But I remember because when I was watching this the first time, I was like, com- like hardcore binge watching it. It was like downtime at uni. Yeah, same. And I was legitimately same. It's a hard it. binge watch. And I was like, watching it yeah, at the same time as like uh, a friend of ours, Ben Hawkins, who I was living with, and we were just like vying to get a, an episode to ahead of each other. Like we were, we were not sleeping. We were just like watching it independent of each other too. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think he was a couple of episodes ahead of me, and we just. Uh, but it was just I couldn't stop watching it's it. It's so I was this exact same. I binge watched it. It was like I got it, I brought it for mate, and it was just fucked. I've done I just, it as well. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I, I didn't like it. Like every time I put it stop? on, I don't know. Not yeah. racist. I just I I really enjoy it. I keep watching, and then something happens between season one or two. That I just time passes. You don't and have I, to I wait. Like, yeah. I don't and then he's like, yeah. "I'm gonna watch Lost again." Yeah, I am watching Lost <laughs> again, guys. I'm, for the eighth time, I am here to announce. Don't worry, guys. I'm watching Lost again. Okay, I'm up to episode eight. Or I find this ridiculous because you give it's me called so Confidence Man episode eight. Oh my god! It's a Sawyer flashback episode. He's the guy from Party of Five. No, okay. that's Jack. Like, I just think it's ridiculous because you give me so much shit for watching the same shit over and over again. And then you're like, I'm going to watch Lost again. Yeah, but as Mark said- It's got to be different. It's a whole season versus one episode. No, I watch other episodes of Veep all the time. Yeah, but you always- Your claim is that you watch the one episode every week. Yeah, there's a few episodes I watch every week actually now. And that's mental. That's that's. <laughs> I, I don't think it's mental, but comparing it against what Mark does, where he watches the whole show, it's cuckoo bananas. Again, I don't think it's that. 
Uh, I think like mine's a, waste less time. Yeah, that's, that's, she's, yeah. she's definitely right. Does, it, does it, it? Does it? But is it a waste? I argue. When I, you're about to get turned into dust. Mr. Lawyer, Mr. Lawyer, <laughs> you are listening. You are listening. Okay. Does it waste less time? One episode of a show. How many episodes a week? How many episodes of the same show do you watch every week? I probably watch like five or six episodes of Veep a week. Five or six episodes of Veep a week, or we're going to call that three hours, okay? Uh, so first I'll just clarify, Kimmy, uh, you're not taking care of this. I've got yep. this. Thank and, you, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Kim, Kim, sweetie, just listen. Yeah, you, you're off duty. Three times 52, Andy? Uh, fuck, 156. 156 hours, okay. How long does Lost go for in total? There's not 156 episodes. I'll tell you that off off the top of my head. But how many how many minutes does each Veep episode go? I gave for? him 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 yeah. minutes, so I get three hours. Yeah. yeah. Lost has six seasons. Uh huh. 24, 24. Oh shit! You're going to be high here. I don't That's know how many high. episodes, but they're 40 minute episodes. Also, every oh, time dude, I watch my Veep, argument, I, like, my argument is yours wastes more time than mine. I. How close. much time do you spend but, crying because the show is over? Yeah. But if it's entertainment. Is it time wasted? Like Exactly, yeah. Thank it's you. time Will's enjoyed. A lawyer, a lawyer with a heart? <laughs> I'm firing you, Kim. Will's my lawyer now. Shut up. Ugh. So. We open on <laughs> a shooting in the streets of Baltimore. McNulty is the copper. This is sick. And we have a character. I don't know this character's name. Do we get introduced to this character's name? Is he an ongoing character? Yeah, McNulty. No, no, oh, McNulty. you mean the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy no. he's talking to. No, no. No, you don't see this guy. You just hear about his mate. Yeah. <laughs> now- how many weeks ago did we do True Blood? A few. Three? A few four? weeks ago. Three or four weeks ago, we did True Blood, and all of us had a collective wank over the opening of the episode, uh-huh. saying, like, oh, it's the best way to open an episode. This was better. Yeah, this was sick. Yeah. Nah. You were thrown into the world straight away. <laughs> it's gritty. It's gritty. You've got, you've, got, you've got a gruesome scene of someone dead lying on the floor, cops around him, a cop sitting off to the side talking to a... A man next to him, who I guess he's he, he's friends ish, mate. Yeah, ish, mate ish. Yeah, which we learn uh, well. Like in the dialogue, and he's asking oh, yeah. why his name is. They call him Snot Boogie. Yeah, Snot and Boogie. So it's a great part with like because I remember watching like the kind of doco on it. Dominic West, who plays McNulty's English, and he really struggled with saying saying that Snot Boogie in <laughs> an American accent. He kept like <laughs> he kept fucking it up, and it was like minus. 10 or something and he they were like freezing on that stoop and they just kept having to reshoot it because he just kept screwing it up but the story of snot boogie snot boogie okay so the story of snot boogie in a nutshell snot snot boogie every week he plays dice with the same guys in an alleyway yeah craps every week he gets on a he'll he'll get on a streak or he he basically keeps upping the bet so that people put more and more money down and every single week snot Boogie will grab the money off the ground. Snatch and run. And he'll run away. Every week he gets caught. Gets beaten up. Every week he gets beaten up. Every, every, rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Does it every single week. This week, someone shot him. Now, uh, McNulty. McNulty? I said that? Yeah. McNulty, yeah. He's there to try and get this guy to squeal on who shot him. He's basically from the start. You don't really, you, you kind of see from this scene that he's like, at the start, he's like, I'm not going to snitch. But then he kind of like opens up being like, but it's not right. Yeah. Like someone shouldn't have shot him. Yeah. Like this happens all the time. We shouldn't have shot him. Yeah. He doesn't say the name, but then McNulty says to him, I have to ask if every week he steals the money and every week you beat him and then the next week he does it again and again, why do you let him play? 
And then the guy in the stri- the guy in the stoop looks at him and he says, "You've got to, because this is America, man." Yeah, which is the sickest opening to an episode yeah. that I think we've had. It's the show's dope. full of these like great. One-liners, yeah. stories, just all the way through. Like also, the dialogue is so good. Dialogue's in, like that's what really creates this show, and it's also just like a really, really good way of a develop, like character development of like one, like mm. that individual character. Like McNulty isn't an aggressive detective. He's not like your average like dickhead detective who like goes around and will like sort of um, interrogate. Like yeah. he just sat there and had a conversation yeah. with the guy. It was just a conversation, just acted really chill. And he's just that type of person. It really like, yeah, just like shows you who McNulty is as a person. And it was like, yeah, it's just really cool. But also, he's a good setting. yeah. But also as a whole, the story in itself is a metaphor for yeah. the, yeah, for the sure. war on drugs. Because every week they're doing the same thing. Every week, the same shit happens every single week. Yeah, Why changes. keep doing it? This is freedom. Yeah, this is America. This is yeah. America. Everyone yeah. thinks they have a chance to just make cash yeah. and having a go, and that's the American dream in yeah. a sick way. <laughs> yeah. And really fucked up sound. Yeah, yeah. Then we hit straight into the opening credits. Opening credits has... So you, you everyone knows the trivia about this. They do the same song every season, don't they? But yeah, they get a yeah. different person to record yeah, it. Yeah, so it's just a co- I cover. I didn't know that. Yeah. So cool. it's a cover of each song. It's because written by Tom Waits. Yeah, it's a Tom Waits And song. it's someone... Different each season. He does, he does season the second four? season. Oh, second second season. season. Yeah, right. But do they usually get like they get like a pretty big musician to yeah. do it, or is it just know. it yeah. varies? It's like weeds. Yeah, they do. Um, oh, is it? I didn't know that. Well, weeds it changes every episode. Every like, episode. Yeah, it always blows my mind. It's fucking hectic. Like and getting actual, or do they just get like. No, they anyone. get like it was mostly indie bands and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty sick way to develop an indie band as well. Do like a like opening of a TV show. Yeah, yeah. and it's a good opening too. You'd actually like kind of want to what like, listen to the intro. Yeah, I never skip yeah, it. Cool. Yeah, like that's, each that's band really would do it differently. Do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good way to actually get people to read the names on mm. the screen. They've all yeah, big big artists to each season. There's like yeah, do you have a list? Yeah, there's like season one's the Blind Boys of Alabama. Oh, sweet. Oh, wow. Tom Waits is season two. The Neville Brothers is season three. Oh shit. Damaji, I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Sorry, Mister or Mrs. Damaji. Uh, and then the final one is Steve Earle, who's like a famous Texan blues musician. Yeah. Cool. We cut from the opening opening scene to a courtroom. McNulty walks into the courtroom. He sits down. You've got you've already got uh, a big star in this, which at this time I don't think Edris Elba was anyone. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was when I was watching this the first this time. This is, I think, his breakout role. Yeah, and I, I think like until he got into movies, he absolutely wasn't like a them or like a. <laughs> he was a who. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a who. way of saying this that isn't using. He was an unknown. He wasn't a um, household name. Yeah, whereas I believe now he's because even when name. he was on the office in like that first season or something. Yeah, yeah. Like true. No true. one. You don't know that Second until you season, go back and look and you're like, oh, what? Like, but this was, would have been holy shit. Is he in the British office? No, 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 no. Oh, right. But this is really good too. This would have predated him in the office. I want to say, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And he, yeah, he, sure. He's he's a successful man now. He's fucking he's a DJ as well, which is so bizarre. Yeah, and he's just like such a heartthrob. Yeah, um, incredibly good looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a handsome. <laughs> like truly, when I was watching this, I'm like, I get the hype. Also, his voice is just amazing. Mm. Yeah, especially when he like his actual voice, like the British accent yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah. But even in Legit. this show, his wasn't voice he gonna was be Bond? As fuck. Uh, I think there they was were, like a there was like a push for people yeah. being like, "Hey, have a black bond," and they were like, "Over our dead body." But then they're gonna make a girl bond. Are they actually? We need a black bond before we have a girl bond. Are they doing a girl bond? Yeah. Oh, why not just I do? Why not just do a black girl bond? Oh shit! Ooh, ooh, Mix that ooh, shit. Oh, Kerry Washington. 
pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think she'd be sick. So the courtroom scene, we have uh, McNulty walks in. The case is about uh, a man has shot another man. D. D. D'Angelo? D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, D'Angelo is on trial. He basically, in the towers, got in a fight, went outside and shot the guy. Yep. And he is on, he's basically there being trialed for murder. They have two witnesses that have already claimed that he he did it. Yeah. And they have signed testimonies and shit saying that they witness him doing it. First witness goes up to the stand. The The lawyer says, do you see the man in this room that killed him? He points to D'Angelo and goes, yeah, that's him right there. About after that scene, you've seen like you get while this scene's happening, you see McNulty's talking like he's he's looking over, he's leaning at, over at at, at at Stringer Bell, yeah, Stringer Bell, the yeah. whole time. Stringer Bell is um, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Stringer Bell is a wild name. Stringer, so cool. it is a cool name. It's sick. Yeah. Stringer is like writing on a notepad. He's writing, he's writing. He, he turns it to McNulty. And it just says like, what does it say? Like, fuck off, detective. Yeah. Fuck you, detective. And it's like Superman. It's or a something. superhero. <laughs> yeah, just like giving him the finger. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so dope. Then a couple more men enter the room. They they sit down. They're all like, there's there's like there's a besides something to note here. Burn Weebay. <laughs> so you know you know fucking every name. <laughs> but something to note here about Stringer Bell in this scene. So basically, there's a lot of like uh, guys coming in that run the drugs within like the heroin and the crack within Baltimore, within yeah. the towers. So like uh, the higher public ups. housing yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, the higher ups. Um, heaps of heaps of gang members and shit like that. Stringer Bell, I guess it's important to note that like in this scene, you could look at this scene and assume he's like another lawyer yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, he's wearing a proper suit. Wearing a full suit. Wearing, like, you know, this wearing like they're very well dressed. The Timberlands yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While the other guys come in and they're fully dressed like baggy jeans yeah overcoats shit like yeah. that they a couple more guys come in the room and sit down another person comes up sits down at the at the witness stand and trust me i'm i'm kind of the the law guy on this podcast and it is it's called a witness stand wow yeah judge but, but before did, that did you though, teach that to kim kardashian maybe she didn't know that maybe well she she, she got fucked right? up on the gavel question oh yeah. Yeah. oh baby girl i'm sorry kimberly had no idea <laughs> let me tell you but the important thing is the second witness so she goes up on the stand and same questioning. They basically say to her, the man who shot the other man, is he in this room right now? Point to him if so. And she says, nope, it's not in this room. And then she, then the, the lawyer's all confused. She's like, wait, what? What do you mean he's not in this room? And she's like, I don't know. He's not in this room. And she pulls out a piece of paper, pictures are on the paper. It's like, okay, well, a couple of days ago. Or a lineup. From the yeah, lineup. Like a mug shot, yeah. Is this your signature next to the picture of D'Angelo saying that he was the one that killed him? And she's like, yeah, that's my signature. And she's like okay well then like what's changed from now and then she basically says like i don't know like that was a week ago i I, since then i've seen the guy around that shot him and said this isn't him and then basically they're the they're fucked mcnulty leaves the room he goes back to talk to the guy who basically uh whose case it is so the the cop whose case it is so mcnulty an important thing to note at this point is that mcnulty has no reason to be in the court then is there's no real reason for him to actually 
actually be there. Yes. He's just kind of like fucking wandering the whole. It's not his case. That detectives are underpaid, overworked. Like, why? Why would he be there? Yeah, it, it, and it's a, but it's a connection from what that guy at the start said on this, like the stoop, isn't it? I don't think so. Oh, he maybe just, so he just wandered into. I this. think he's just he just went to go look at this case. Right. Okay. Cool. I think there might be a slight connection because he's at one. It's like it's part of the mention of the Barksdale crew. Yeah, which is what I thought it was. It was a Barksdale crew. So he like came in to see if. Okay, because I didn't understand anything that was happening. Oh really? Well, you've got a lot to learn. Definitely, <laughs> definitely keep watching that. D'Angelo Barksdale was the guy on trial. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. But did 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 Snotbooger mention? That? I'm pretty sure there was a mention of it. Okay, which cool. is why he like, comes into the- something about this. Also, is that McNulty has obviously behind the scenes been doing like investigating like rogue style, and he knows yeah. more than most of the cops do about this. So he's in the room right now. Technically, based on what cases he's been doing and stuff, he has no connection to this case besides his own interests in finding out whether D'Angelo goes to jail yeah, or not. Like side hustling this case yeah. and shit. He goes back to the other cop. He warns him that uh, that his case is going to shit in the next room. And the other cop says, No fucking way, buddy. Two witnesses and a signed statement. <laughs> it's so good. He's just on the phone before too, just like ripping into this salesman. Just like puts the, the like the, the earpiece into, into his yeah. crutch. He's like, yeah. yeah, that buddy. It's my fucking dick in your ear. <laughs> There's some like all it's the so all the cops says, in like, this show. Fuck you little shit bag or something. <laughs> well yeah they're such jocks all the cops they're yeah. just like they're jocks but they're also like just like fucking wise talking smart ass they're alphas man i love the slang and, alphas. that's half the like the part of this show that i fucking love like the slang and like yeah. between everyone yeah. just like yeah the baltimore slang and the slang between like yeah like you said jocks it's it i like trying to figure it out you're just listening you're just like i don't get it first episode you're kind of like what the fuck and then like you slowly just pick it up yeah. it's just so sick so do we get do we finish the courtroom scene here or yeah, does that come go, back later they go back in and the verdict's read and yeah this show's pretty linear yeah like, there's in a lot of shows at least a pilot episode you'll have like two plots going at the same time there's there's sometimes multiple plots going on at the same time and stuff like this but this one's pretty linear throughout like it kind of just yeah. follows which is which is interesting it, i guess it gets too plotty a little later on but for the yeah. most part it's it's linear like right now we go back to the courtroom we find out uh jury come in not guilty people are stoked they all leave the judge comes up to McNaught at this point yeah he, uh, McNulty's summoned to the, the judge's like chambers yeah because the judge saw McNulty in the room I guess and he's like what the fuck yeah. was he doing here bring him in here the judge and McNulty talk they have like a past as well though like a small past yeah because he was a like a, a district no like a, like, yeah, like public defendant yeah lawyer. at this yeah before being a cop or detective judge sorry yes yeah wrong yeah. way yeah correct so basically the judge is getting McNulty in there and he's basically saying like what the fuck just happened like yeah. uh, like I they had two witnesses that change their story the fuck is happening to that McNulty basically starts talking about the Barksdale people and he's basically like do you know Stringer Bell do you know who? what's the other name Anton Barksdale Antoine is that the, is it that is that um, is the, Avon Avon, Avon Barksdale, Barksdale. Yeah. yeah thank you he's like the the, the lead head, yeah the head yeah. the head honcho he's Julius in Julius Gamble in uh, Room of the Titan tight bro fuck yeah sick yeah. reference baby nice. so McNulty is talking to the judge and he's like okay here's what's here's let me lay this out to you there's these two dudes they own x amount of towers yeah, five out of seven towers five out of said. seven towers they're dealing all the a drugs lot of terraces a lot of low rises like he's basically yeah. just saying these are the guys that run the entire drug operation within In east uh, baltimore east baltimore yeah. and yeah. then the judge is basically like okay well like who knows about these people and he's like fucking nobody like no one even knows who they are it's just like and and he's and then he's like how many how much like like how many jobs
clubs have you gone out to investigate? He's like, never. Like, it's just not a thing that comes yeah. across my desk ever. And so that's kind of the end of that scene, I guess. Like, he, yeah. he kind of says all this stuff to this judge dude, and the judge dude's like, wow, tight. That's Peace. fucked. He's like, yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. All right, see you later. <laughs> so at this point, we've kind of met quite a lot of characters. We've met, like, McNulty. Uh, Stringer. Stringer. So we've met two different parts of this story. So yeah. you've got, like, detectives. McNulty works in Homicide. Yes. Yep. So he, he investigates murders. Then we have uh, all these drug dudes. That's why he was at this one at the start, because the guy got murdered. Then we have all the drug dealers. Not all of them. We've got kind of, like, the high-up drug dealers. Yeah. Yep. And now we meet kind of the third part, which are the drugs, the narcotics squad. Yeah. So that is, we meet them via, I don't know, character names, the female cop. Kima. And then the two guys, like the white dude, who is so funny. He's Hurl and yeah. Carver's the other dude, but Hurl is just the biggest meathead. Oh, yeah, he's, he's such an idiot, but he's just so funny. Yeah. So we're, we meet them on a drug bust. Basically, they have someone in the back of their car that- Informant. Like well, her, her like partner or had taken her car for the day and was going to do a drug deal in the car and also had another girl in the car. She was annoyed about that. So she goes to, she's not an informant, so she goes to- uh, Kima. Kima, and basically they set up a sting operation. They're watching from a distance. They get in the car. They drive off in the car. She's got cops down the road. Basically, radios them in. They, they stop the car at either side. Fucking cops swarm it. Yeah. People get on the ground. She, she says something along the lines of like, get them get while they're- um, Get them while, while they're like deep in the suburbs. Yeah, deep in like the, deep on the, like the straight and don't, I don't want to fucking have any running or anything. Or yeah, like, she like doesn't no want legs. like a foot chase. Yeah, foot chase is like the way she puts it. But basically what they're setting up in this scene is like just these three characters. So you've got Kima. Okay, did it. Kima is like straight laced more than the other two. She's the better cop of the three. Oh, for yeah. sure. She's the best detective in So Women are. Yeah, she's the best. She's the best cop. She's also sticks to the rules more and she does all the paperwork because she's like, yeah. she does she does the job from start to finish. Yeah. No one here is emotional as the other two yeah. dudes who are just like, yeah, like so Well, they're, they're like the epitome of like jock cops. Yeah. So you've got uh, the, the big white bald guy. Yeah. He's basically like, I just want to like, I just want to like crack skulls yeah. and like- Fuck them up. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you've got the other dude who I guess like is like the middle between both yeah, of them. Yeah, he's like the in between. So sure. like, he's not quite as much of a jock as the jock guy, but he's also- I dislike his character so much throughout the show too. I just oh, really, really don't like him. Really? Not yeah, I've never liked Carver. I'm just to be such a tool and so high on himself. Yeah, he is a little bit big on him, big on yeah. himself for sure. Tall but, poppy. Yeah. <laughs> but then another part of this scene that is like really important, I think is important personally is like it showcases how the system, the drug dealing system works. Um, yeah. But, so you don't see that too much in this pilot. No. Like you see it. So you see it on a, on a high level yeah. here. So, and this will come back later on, but you see it like it's like, like one car picks up, a guy goes off, gets drugs from somewhere, and there's like heaps of different there's, moving there's parts. Never, to it. There's never cash and drugs in the same transaction. So it gets like yeah. drugs, then something else happens, then cash, just to sort of dilute and you the do process. It in different locations, exactly. So that if what he says is we have it on camera, yeah, they see you taking money, they see you giving drugs. There's nothing that shows yeah. that you sold drugs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, but that that is shown. It's not described, but it is shown in this, which is like yeah. I, yeah. it is important. And it's sort of like yeah, I, it's yeah, just an important aspect of the um, process some great scenes throughout like kind of street economics still apply to like life like there's a really cool scene with D who was the guy who got acquitted of murder who talks about like the hustle based on a chessboard yeah it, that dude that's one of the best scenes sick. ever he's like the point yeah, yeah. Just, yeah that is you guys have such a hard on oh yeah, it's yeah. Just <laughs> fucking <laughs> good show, yeah. I'm sitting cross-legged for a reason here. and then like 
and then like Stringer Bell, he's like studying economics, like yeah. which I think is such a funny like aspect of his character, which he starts employing like in his street, like the street like rips. It's, oh, yeah, it's great. It's, it's honestly well, they so talk great. about this in the book for economics, but like generally people who run like drug rings are incredibly intelligent and do understand a lot of economic concepts and like that. You kind of have to be, oh, yeah, for sure. It's for just sure. Yeah. imagine Ian. You know, you got you got to be you got to have some brains to get to that level of management. You, otherwise, you've you got like fifty <laughs> staff. You've got to understand economics. You've got to understand management, like mm-hmm. all this different stuff. Also, I mean, like sick leave, annual leave. <laughs> yeah. You got to you got to take that into and account. And personal leave when someone gets shot because like you've right. got to look after their well being. Right. They've also, got access EAP. Keeping something, too. keeping under the keeping it under the radar as well. Like you're gonna yeah. be a smart person to hide shit. I'm. I'm. A, I mean, I'll cut this later on, and I, there's no way I'll forget to cut this. But I'm like the biggest drug dealer in Australia. Oh yeah. Dude. No, we know that. I know. Yeah, yeah. You gave me heaps of drugs today. <laughs> they were good drugs as well. Yeah, dude. My favorite type of drugs is the ones I gave you. Yes. Yeah. They're good drugs. They're the good ones. I guess we can jump. Like some stuff happens here where you like go back to the office with the, uh, the jock cops and they basically, we kind of quickly went into it before. Like, uh, the, the chick cop, she basically does all the paperwork and shit like that while the other two just goof off. And there's, there's like more comments about like just going back on the street and like cracking heads and shit like that. Um, but you basically get a real, feeling for these three people one thing you feel is that like they've been together for a while yeah as like a little crew of three they 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 know the streets they work the streets and like they've kind of got this bond together and they know each other's personalities and shit like that after this we cut to uh back to d'angelo he's left the court he's in a car with weebay weebay yeah yeah good memory i would say Basically, as they're driving along, and this seems like a like a throwaway scene, but I guess in the context of the entire show, it might be the most important scene oh, in this episode. Sure. So as they're driving in the car, D'Angelo is basically being like, "Oh man, that was crazy. I'm so glad." Like I like he was basically saying like, "Oh, I'm so glad I'm not going to jail." Like. How what did, happened in that courtroom was amazing. There, like, you ha- guys getting rid of those witnesses was tight. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> happened in there was fucking sick, pretty much. Like. So he's saying this to Weebay. Eventually, Weebay pulls over, gets out of the car. And he's like, get out of the car. And this this was unnerving in a way. Like, if you haven't seen much of the show, you could think that D'Angelo is about to get, like, fucking murdered here. Oh, for sure. Just because it's it's a bit tense. It's a bit like in D'Angelo. F- directly in front of her store. <laughs> well, D'Angelo's a bit like he doesn't want to get out of the car. There's there's kind of, there's there's looks. Yeah. He gets out of the car. Weebay's like, uh, like he's one of, like, the assassins. Oh, yeah. oh really? For the, the Barksdale crew. Yeah, he's, he's terrifying. I have to watch this show, He's a hectic <laughs> He is so hectic. He's a terrifying character. So you he, can even just look at his like persona and manner, like just the way he moves about. He's just like, dude, it's scary. Yeah. Like the main guy in Deadwood. No, he's just got he's just sex on a stick. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I mean the scary true. guy. Scary guy. What guy in Deadwood? The one with the mustache. They all have mustaches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the one wearing cowboy clothes. <laughs> the um, the barman, the, the guy who owns the town. Yeah, owns the brothel in the town. Yeah. Oh, speaking of. It's very rare we do this on the podcast, but uh, just just a correction for our Deadwood episode. Quite a few times in that episode, and I don't know who it was. I think I assume Andy uh, kept saying that the guy in Deadwood who runs the saloon was Doctor Octopus. Now this is not true. I didn't say that. You did, and I knew Andy that was wrong. Would not stop saying. I knew it was he wrong. He was Doctor. You. Why didn't you correct me? <laughs> because you're an idiot. I look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> 
don't even cut that out of the edit. Had I known it was fucking not true, I would have cut it out of the edit. Now I got people every every day coming up to me calling me get, Dr. Octopus. You shit. get approached on the street quite that, a bit. I was like, what the fuck? We're like, nah, dipshit, you're wrong. But I'm not going to tell you because I want you to find out for yourself. It, it was more I was trying to think about what else that person was in. And the only thing I, and I find- Hot Rod, yeah. What? He's in Hot Rod, isn't he? No. You guys discussed that in the He's episode. in- um, Oh, you're, you're discussing who, what, what, uh, what Dr. Octopus had been. Yeah, in. he's in that um, Andy Tribeca. Okay. I just thought of it then. And yeah. I was like, I don't have another show for you, but he's- Cool, Andy. dude. Well, fuck yourself, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. There's Ian McShane's in heaps of shit. Yeah. He's in heaps of shit. Hot Rod. Including, not. <laughs> according to Andy, Spider-Man 1 <laughs> and Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Wait, does Doctor Octopus come back in Spider-Man 3? He was only in two, motherfucker. You're the one that told us. Now who doesn't know shit about Doctor Octopus? <laughs> it's you, bitch. <laughs> okay, so... So Andy apologised. Weebay gets out of the car. Andy, actually, no, you're right, Cassie. Yeah. Apologise to Cassie. Thank you. Uh, sorry? For, full sentence. For making her listen to lies. Yeah, full sentence. I mean, sure. Twice, because I listened to the episode and I lived it. I, yeah. I don't know how you That's how you how you trauma. live through that trauma. <laughs> I mean, Mark said it, so no, 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 no. Oh, oh, like Andy, I'm really going to need you to apologize. So if I murdered someone, if I if I murdered <laughs> Cassie's whole family in front of her, uh-huh. and you didn't stop me, uh-huh. would you apologize? Would you apologize <laughs> at, <laughs> for at, your doing in this well, scenario? Like for not doing for standing by a crime. Yeah. You, Wait. So I knew Mark was about to go murder your family. Oh, you have. You're sleeping. You oh, have, so no I have no idea. idea. No, no. No, you wake up, you up in the middle and you don't do anything about it. Wait, I wake and up and you've done it And all? you've been tied up, oh. but you're, you're like strapped to the ceiling and you're just looking down at the crime right. scene. And I, and I look I'm, up. I, can, and I, I, can I speak? Yeah. yeah my mouth no, no, no. It's, 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 it's so, it's so, it's well, so gag. It's just glued. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. And I look up and I say, wakey, wakey, Mr. Churchill. It's time for the main event. And you're looking down on me. And and Cass, he's 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 tied on the ceiling and he's oh, looking straight wow. down and I have you I have sleep and, heavy. and I'm in extended family too we're talking like forty to fifty people oh like shit. majority Cassie fuckload. has never met, never met in her life yeah no idea uh-huh. and, and I would have liked to meet them and yeah. I'm just hacking. I'm just hacking and slashing. Yeah. Mark went on Ancestry.com, found them all. I, I, it, it was a. I had to steal her spit while she slept. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, and I, I didn't know how, so I did that thing, you know, where like bartenders they'll put like the straw in the thing and they put their <laughs> put thumb, their over, thumb it, over it, yeah. and then and then they do that. So I was just, I was just <laughs> thumbing a straw in her mouth. And like, and she wasn't waking up, and I was concerned about that as well. Because <laughs> at one point, I I like really hit the bottom of her mouth. Yeah. I don't know what that part of the mouth's called. Yeah, There's like undertongue. Yeah, okay, right. Like the bit oh, undertongue. Right. Okay, yeah. But yeah. like, but like the, the the sides of the crevice. Yeah, right. So yeah. I'm hitting the sides the of the gums, crevice. maybe. I guess, but gums are kind of other side of teeth. I sleep hair- so heavy inner gums. I do yeah. heroin. I'm gonna call them inner gums. The inner gums. So I'm just smashing the inner gums with this, yeah. with this, with this, and it's a plastic straw yeah, too, right. which I wasn't psyched about. So it's about. like bending and shit. Ending it, well, it's, it's kind of hard at the end because you know if you were to stab I someone have, with like, a plastic straw. I have like little scratches in my mouth. Yeah, but imagine so if you were hard. stabbing with a metal straw. Dude. Well, the That'd metal straw. Yeah, up. I could have done a metal straw. Would have been was, more environmentally friendly. It would have sure. been. I tried. Yeah, I was going to. That's do, what really offended Andy. Yeah. And so you open your eyes and I say, "Good morning, Mr. Wakey, Wakey, Mr. Churchill. Welcome to the main event." Um, <laughs> All my family are here in my entire tiny apartment. Family, entire family. And I and we're hacking and slashing because eventually wait, wait no where? no that's right what do you mean where well who else is doing eventually this mob mentality takes over and that's what I had planned for 
Because I knew I... My family... What's her own family turn on her own family? Oh, it's brother versus brother. I can't believe that that would happen. It is brother versus brother, sister versus sister, mother versus son. It's it's, it's Hack City. What about about dad versus daughter? I didn't invite the dads. There's no dads in my family. Yeah, the dads are gone. The dads are gone. No dads. And so I'm doing all that. Is that his fault? Is, I guess as a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. A, thank yeah. you. So, be all end all, Andy apologised to me for not correcting Mark when he said that the guy from Deadwood is Dr. Octopus. Should have corrected me. Sorry, Cassie, for not correcting Mark. Thank That's you. That's beautiful. I don't know why we had to convince you that hard to just do the right thing. Go on, Mark. Yeah, so, I had to be asked to apologise. <laughs> <laughs> so they get out of the car. <laughs> and the big important bit about getting out of the car is when D'Angelo walks over to him, he says, what's rule number one? And, and then D'Angelo kind of like goes to laugh it off. He's like, no, what's rule number one? And he, and he says, no talking in the car, no talking on phones. No talking in places we own or some shit. Yeah. yeah. So basically this is, this is the show. Yeah. <laughs> this is the yeah. show. It's basically the dealers know. Yeah. They know the cops are watching them. Yeah, for sure. They know the cops are going to do whatever they can to find them. They have things in, in place so that they cannot be bugged as, as to the best of their ability at and this knowledge, point yeah, and yeah. knowledge. So we've set up that what the cops are going to try and do is bug them and they're going to try and get as much information as they can. And tap the wire. And tap the wire. Oh. The titular wire. The titular wire. And it's just one wire. That does, that does like, enter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this whole show is based around oh, this one hey, wire. Then, the wire. Then the wire, wire won an in. Oscar. <laughs> and I know you're thinking it's a TV show. They don't Woohoo, I'm the wire. <laughs> I tapped I got tapped. <laughs> oh, he's so proud of it as well. <laughs> every time. one job is to stay untapped. Yeah. He comes in, he's like, guess who got tapped at the club last night? Yeep, it was all, the wire. All the other wires. I was looking at him being like, fuck you, dude. Just give him this stink eye. <laughs> so eventually after this scene happens, D'Angelo goes back to the towers. So D'Angelo. No, no, they go to the, the club and he catches up with his. Um, True, I skipped Avon. all that. Catches up with Avon, goes to the strip club. Yeah. Thanks him. And it becomes really apparent that so is this all a, the it, other generals and like top dogs really don't like D. Okay. They can't, oh, not don't, don't like, they just don't really res- they respect him as much because it seems like he gets kind of preferential treatment from Avon and then he... Yeah, and there was also the scene where, I don't know, was he, was he talking to Avon where he, or it was someone else where he was like, oh, you know, so glad I didn't go to jail. I mean, you, like, jail was hectic. You know what it's like. And the yeah. guy was like, no, I fucking yeah, don't. Yeah, that was Avon. Yeah, he's like, like, I don't yeah. fucking know what it's like and for good reason. I don't plan on. Yeah, I've. this is important to me. I, I make sure I don't get caught. And I guess the big thing about what D did was it was like reckless. It was stupid. Yeah. And all the other guys, are, and they, they say that to him. They're like, why, why did you shoot him? You didn't have to shoot him. Like you, and he's like, oh, it was like self-defense and shit like that. He's like, no, you're in a tower yeah. full of full our, of our own guys and you had a gun. Yeah. So it's like you could threaten him. Yeah. Just don't fucking pull the trigger. Yeah. Be smart, basically. Yeah. This all leads to when D goes back to the tower. He goes up, Stringer's standing there, and he's basically goes to walk past Stringer. He's like, oh, cool, like going back to the tower. He's like, this is my tower. Ready to put in the work, blah, 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 yeah. And yeah, he shows up early and he's like, he's like, don't worry. I know I fucked up, but I'm I'm five minutes early, so we cool now? Uh, yeah, exactly. I've done a better deed now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you owe me now. Yeah. <laughs> And then String is basically like, hey, no, no, no. You're not going up in the tower. You're going back to... Pit? Pit, yeah. The pit. So from this, we can surmise 
You start at the pit, you work your way to the tower. He fucked up. He's going back to the pit. But he's managing the pit, right? Yeah. He's not like, yeah, he's not a... Well, the people... He's like, top dog of the pit. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we go to the pit. We go to the pit and we meet the... the I, I believe they call themselves the pit kids. The pit kids. With a Z. But yeah. not what you'd expect. That's <laughs> <laughs> never what you'd expect. <laughs> so, and uh, you've got Michael B. Jordan here. Yeah. That Superstar was a, Michael B. Jordan. I didn't realize how young he was in this. Yeah. That was so cute. Character yep. name. Wallace. Wallace. You've got... Uh, Bodie. Bodie. Who is... Character well, name, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's his... Uh, so Bodie, and then you have uh, the other guy. What's his name? Poot. Poot. Lovato. So, <laughs> you did a whole j- who joke. Thank you, thank you. So basically, they look up to D. Like D is he's gone up and he's like he ran like one of the towers. Yeah. So these dudes are like they're like the street, like they're the street toughs. I guess like they basically they just work. Well, how does it work? This is my question. So, is it like who is buying from the towers? Because it seems like. What is the difference between the towers and the pit? Is it like is it like like crackheads go to the pit? A, yeah, whereas really like whereas question. like other people like do you do you have to as a buyer do you have to work your way up to the pit well, as well? Well, let's I feel just, like just let's more people. We'll work your way up to the tower. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, potentially that, but also let's put it this way: the people we saw purchasing. And I, I mean, I don't know if it's consistent like this, but. The people who buy in the pits are like full on crack addicts. Yeah, so like you see bubbles and like the, like his like his pals. Yeah, they're oh. fucked. Whereas yeah. the, the people who are buying from the towers were driving a fucking car. You know what? And had guns. I reckon it is quantity. I reckon or quality. A quality of maybe quantity, but I reckon if you buy from the towers, you buy better quantity. Here's my ass- you're assumption: buying bigger. you're buying quantity, and it might be that the tower supplies. Big quantities for them people to go out to the to pits and sell. Yeah, that, that yeah, could be that you're looking that at could the be clientele it. that they get in the pits I mean, and, and they're not selling. Whereas, and the, remember, where, yeah, yeah. whereas the pits is like someone going up and giving them like, you know, 20 bucks. 20 for, bucks. For, yeah. yeah. And remember what they found. One crack, please. When the police yeah, officers. One crack rock. When the police officers uh, did that drug bust earlier on, they found money on like a lot of, like a wad of cash on the yeah, guy. Yeah. So whereas like, then you've got the people buying the crack in the pit. Who are literally scavenging to get enough money to get so they the even drug? Get, yeah, yeah, they're just getting high day to day. Yeah, yeah. So the important things to know about the pit is that uh, the the three dudes working in the pit, who are kind of the main characters in this season, well, not the main characters, but they're like the main pit characters pit in characters, this season. Yeah. Pit dogs with uh, D'Angelo. They're young, yeah. like they're like, I would say like, like fourteen, uh, like fourteen. Yeah. Wallace and Pooh are definitely meant to be in school. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it's is, crazy is Bodhi a little bit older I than I think them? Bodhi's a little well, bit older. I think Bodhi's probably only like supposed to be like 16, 17 yeah. as well. Like, Whereas yeah. D'Angelo, would he be like 18 maybe? I'd say yeah, I'd 18 say 20. or 20 maybe. Yeah, 20. He's, he's being tried as an adult, so maybe yeah. 20. 20. Yeah. Although, God, in America, they try like 13-year-olds as adults sometimes. So Yeah, it's Baltimore. You'd know as the kingpin. Yeah. Look, <laughs> this look is I your, could answer all of your questions. I mean, I'm this, just letting you guys theoretically. Yeah. This is cool. your yeah. and Kim's jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Kim and I You're are the kingpin the and she's the kingping. That's oh. really hard to say. <laughs> kingpin. Yeah. So the important thing to know is that these dudes are super young. They're running the – they had a guy that was running the, the pit – 
for them, but he has recently been arrested. Prom- promoted to the tower. Did he? I thought they said... I thought he was arrested. He was oh. arrested because they said oh, they got him yeah. on a something, something, something. Jesus, Andy, oh, haven't shit. you seen this multiple Sorry. times? Sorry, I thought he got promoted to a tower. No, because Stringer was like, no, they got him on like an 812 or something like that. So I'm guessing that's like a... Or right. maybe that's he maybe got promoted. Yeah, no, sure. But basically, these guys don't run it. D'Angelo's there now to run it. Yep. And he does that by kind of observing them at the start. And they're basically running a terrible operation. So like, yeah. they're the way they run it is a guy will come up to a guy standing in the middle of the... Uh, the open and open. he'll be like, give me some drugs. And then they'll go, okay, Hey, bring the drugs. And a guy will run over with the drugs, give it to him. Cash um, um, and drugs is exchanged in the same procedure. Which is important. Cause they yeah. mentioned that before yep. D'Angelo sees this and he walks up and he's like, nah, 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 we got to tighten this shit up for one thing. Never cash the say You never have it handed over. Yeah. You take the money, get the guy to go around the corner. Someone meets him around them, gives him his drugs. While this is going on... It's basically a HR meeting. For sure. For, yeah. sure, for <laughs> sure. While this is going on, this is going on at the same time as we we meet like Bubbles and Bubbles' friend. Yeah. Whose name is... Johnny. Johnny. And basically they're two heroin addicts, super, uh, you know, what you'd expect from a heroin addict. Super fun. And they're running a scam against the guys uh, that they're buying the drugs from where basically Bubbles cuts out money. Badly. Like badly. He, from an A4 piece of white paper, pours coffee on it, but then he hides it within an, a real note and they basically do it quick enough so that like... It's so funny because you see where you they live and you just don't feel like they've got an inkjet printer. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. true. I do love Bubbles too. He's like, he's kind of like a like a budding entrepreneur. Like he, he's so, he's such a good character. Yeah, he's sick. You just love him. Yeah. He's, he's like, even though he's like a horrible crack addict, like yeah. he's just such a great character. He, yeah, he's honestly so good. Bubbles is the best. Yeah. And so they're running this scam and basically he buys drugs, Bubbles, he leaves and then D'Angelo looks through the cash and he's like, this is fake fucking money. He lets the guys know that someone is giving them fake money. I don't know if we're, we're jumping around. Uh, like, have have we been skipping too much of the cops part of this story? Because we should jump back to the scene with Rawls, though, the major. Okay, it's okay. when McNulty gets summoned up to like not the big like he's like one of the big bosses because the the blowback of him chatting to the judge it escalated. Just, yeah, it escalated because basically the the judicial limb of like the justice system is just like basically told the cops that they've just they're not doing their job they've missed out on a huge amount of murders yeah. by a whole crew that they don't even know, know anything about yeah, yeah. And, and they're all the already busy as fuck like yeah the police commission have just been blindsided <laughs> because of one by cop Mc, Mc, Mc Mc <laughs> so yeah <laughs> see, he's a bubbles. loose cannon <laughs> so he gets called into Rawls's office who is the best angry dude in this show like and there's a few of them but he is the best he's just like sit the fuck down and then um, McNulty's trying to explain himself. He's very typical commissioner. Yeah. 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 But he plays a role really well. Yeah. Um, sure. There's and McNulty's sure. just like in this whole scene, he's kind of got his like tail between his legs. Yeah, but yeah, like at the same time, he's trying to ed- like not admit himself. he's done anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, trying to defend himself. And then uh, McNulty's talking, trying to defend himself. And Rolls just like lifts up his two middle fingers and goes, keep talking. You have my full undivided attention. <laughs> yeah, it just gives him the finger. <laughs> Double flips him off. <laughs> it's just so, yeah, it's just so well done. He's just like, I just don't give a shit. You just fucking ruined this whole, like, you yeah. just put us under the pump more well, than, like, like, more than necessary. And, and like we all stated, you've blindsided us. Yeah. yeah. So and McNulty didn't even really know. Like, he was it's just all like. about chain of command. Yeah, exactly. Sh- like, shit on that. He it's, went, not even, so like, chain good. of command in, like, terms of cops. He just went. 
to to the like you know like the judge, the judge. <laughs> like went completely around the system un- unintentionally I might yeah. add but contextually what's happened is he's talked to this judge and then this judge has like gone off to other people well above anyone above pay his grade, pay grade sure. and this has done this has ha- this has had blowback effects in two different departments yeah. so for one thing there's shitloads of murders unaccounted for mm. Uh, the and drugs homicide like, department yeah. yeah and the whole thing is they're about clearance about rates yeah and they're just like ah oh, like they're just catching bodies and like there's another character bunk who we've skipped over we've a bit skipped over yeah. a little bit but he's another great character he's so great dude but bunk it's is- just like he's caught a dead body like um in the in apartment like, in the apartments and it's just if you can't work like solve it you're just like ruining that that areas like um that command areas like clearance rate which has all the blowback on everyone else they're just like a huge on trying to get Murder's soul. But at the same time, so like all basically McNulty has fucked it for the guys in homicide, but at the same time, the judge has also gone to people above all the guys in uh, narcotics yeah. and have been like, the fuck are you guys doing? Like, what? why is none of, why does no one know who these leaders are yeah. that are running the drug trade in this city? Why do none of you know this? And so we meet, uh, we meet like the, head of the narcotics division who is daniels so at this point at this point have they decided that they're forming like a division to 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 get to the bottom of this yet or does that come a bit later a little bit later maybe a little bit later but yeah like it's in work yeah it's definitely forming i guess yeah i mean we can we can just fast play it anyway so basically the important thing is mcnulty has fucked it for the narcotics uh for the homicide homicide division and his boss is fucking pissed and basically, he has to do a report. The boss has to write up a report. So he's basically like to McNulty, like, you're fucking writing it. Yeah. Make me look good. He leaves. At boss the, likes dots. Yeah. At the same time, you've got in the in the uh, narcotics section, you've got the uh, Daniels. Daniels having meetings and shit, basically with his boss. And his boss is like basically saying like, okay, it's looking like a task force is going to come from this. Who's your best person to work on this? He says, uh, Kima. Kima. And he's like, she's the best. And basically the three, she works in like a team of three. So they're getting roped into the task force as well. On the f- on the side of the, the narcotics, basically, uh, Daniels has been told like... McNulty's a, like potentially a snitch. Don't trust of. McNulty yeah. for one thing. And another thing he's been told from his boss, his boss is like, we got to get this fucking done quick. No wires, uh, no like surveillance shit. Yeah. I just want you to go in and start tagging people. Yeah. So basically, just go in and numbers. like and like basically uh, street rip, street rip, street rip. Yeah. Get it done. Like, yeah. Pretty just much. Numbers, just get numbers. Yeah. So basically, what he's saying by that is like, I uh, we're not doing a huge investigation. I want you to send your team out there, stake out some people, find people dealing drugs, yeah. get as many people as you can. Let's nip this in the butt. Yeah, we've already got too much work to do. Let's go. So. That kind of sums up what's what's happening there. I guess I guess maybe we should just go on with that part of the storyline quickly yeah. because eventually it gets to the point where a task force is put together. There's there's a there's a quick scene between this where McNulty goes to the FBI and I don't know yeah. like he basically why did he go there? Because that guy's his buddy. Yeah, it's like, just a friend. It's just he, just him doing like his own independent work on the side again. Just shows like he he like he does genuinely care and he is a good cop. But yeah, he just, he just doesn't care about stepping on toes and doing what he's not supposed to. That's yeah. that's just to get 
the information. What I like so much about yeah. McNulty and Bunk, they're both like they have morals as yeah. cops. They're not like those dickheads who just kind of sit around and do it. Like they they know if they're like, oh fuck, this is this. They pick up a case and they're just like, I'm not going to put this. like they they're not going to put it down. Yeah. But it's just like it's like oh more work. But they're just not going to put it down yeah. until they can fucking solve it. They're just waiting for the pensions. To yeah, exactly. Like, they genuinely give a shit. Work. Yeah, it's really sick. But the the important thing about him going to the FBI is that he sees what the FBI are doing. Yeah, that wiretap. And they're at the moment the FBI have like a crazy wiretap on people uh, within like a drug house and it's basically he's looking from a room and he's like, wow, how did you get such good footage? And they're like, this is, yeah, this is live, baby. And so they've got like hidden cameras and they're, they're watching it live. A really important thing about when this show came out as well, contextually is 9-11 had just happened. Oh yeah, 2002, right? So basically, yeah, 2002. So basically, a lot of this show is in response to that. So like the FBI are basically, he's like, whoa, shit, like this is so good. And basically the FBI are like, yeah, I mean, we have to leave it though. Yeah, we, got, like, we got a month left of this. Yeah, we got that a month left. That was funny too when he's like, you don't have the heart in you for two wars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a great line. The, yeah, and I yeah, the, the initial line where he's like, he's like, this is the wrong war. Like this, this war right now. This is the wrong war. We have to go fight the other one. Like, that's just, like, really, really sick. McNulty's just seen what the FBI are doing to, to, to solve this. He goes back. He's in a meeting with – it's kind of a meeting with – it's like a, a joint effort from the Narcotics Division and the Homicide Division. They're forming, like, a task force to get to the bottom of this. And they got, like, the district attorney there too? Yeah. Basically, uh, Daniel says exactly what his boss had said. He's like, this is what we're going to do. Because he's in charge. He's like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. All right, bye. And then McNulty's like, well, it's not going to fucking work. He's like, there's no way that's going to work. Like, you think just, like, taking down some low-level people is going to get you, like, the kingpins. It's never going to work. And then there's, like, a back and forth. Nothing really gets resolved from that scene. But it's, yeah, and it's also just, like, um, what what information like McNulty blows up and it's like what information do you have? Do you even know who Avon Barksdale is? Like, do you know his name? Do you know anyone's DOBs? Yeah, and the like, big thing is they like they don't even know when they were born. They've no got DOBs, no photos no of any of them. Evidence of, of yeah, yeah, no evidence of their existence, pretty much. And ev- everyone just remains silent. He's like, we have no fucking idea what we're dealing with here. Like, yeah, it's just like and he's uh, and that DOB and knowledge and information about Avon has been asked four or five times and no one knows a thing kind of after this or it might have happened before this we cut back to bubbles and his friend just like shooting up which is pretty a pretty confronting scene um you you, you get like i'm guessing this happens a lot in this show like you're gonna see a lot of scenes of people like doing intravenous drugs and shit like that which like is, is, is pretty and they even do the like the you know how they like suck the blood up and then yeah. like, yeah. I think there's a name for that, but I'm far have, too nerdy to know. I have no idea. And yes, I am saying that you only the super cool people do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what that statement it is. Saying. True. It is true. I work with the other day, asked me if I've ever done heroin. I'm like, I've never been off it. <laughs> <laughs> you suck it up and then you push it in. Yeah. But but even I've like, seen like, the wire. So I'll tell you all about it. Just But even like taking a drug and then being hit so quickly that you're like, because Bubbles was practically drooling. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, man. In my, like, it's called nodding off. It's so great. Andy, I think I have There's summed it up. There's a whole season of Teen Mom where one of them's addicted to heroin and they show her do it on the oh, screen. It's and it's just because they're real people. You're just like, yeah, and then they fucked. nod off and like drool and you're like, should someone do something? <laughs> it's like making me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's really uncomfortable season. I think I've really 
summed it up here, Andy, in my notes. I've written, heroin is hectic. <laughs> and that, you know, that just really... And it's a hot take. That, yeah. It's a hot take, and I think it really... It's, it's and it's home, yeah. yeah. It's home to a lot of people, for sure. You should tell the police about it. <laughs> yeah. Dear police, heroin is hectic. Yeah. We, I will take doing? my Nobel Prize now. <laughs> <laughs> but while, while they're doing the heroin, uh, Bubbles' friend basically says, like, I want to run the scam next time. I want to be the one to like do it. Yeah. And he's like, you're green boy. You're green. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not green. I'm brown. He's like, man, you're beige. You're like, you're no, you're not even, you're barely beige. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good like put down. Yeah. So next day. Or while they're, what are they nodding off? Nodding, nodding off. off. Yeah. It's nodding always off. fun to yeah. have heroin addicts ragging on each other. <laughs> yeah. Next day he does it. He goes up. He's got, he's got his dirty money. He's got the good money around it. He goes up to. Uh, uh, he goes up to Wallace. 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 He goes up Sorry, to Wallace, yeah. and Wallace is already in a transaction. Already in a transaction, and he's trying to do the maths. To he's trying to figure out the maths of the change, and the and the addict's like it's seven dollars. He's like, hey, hey, wait up! I, I I've got this. I've got this. Dropping money. At this point, the friend. What's his name? Johnny. Johnny is just like he's he's nervous, so he basically shoves the money into interrupts the whole in, interrupts like, it shoves the money into wallace's hand and starts trying to buy drugs wallace pushes away throws it straight on the ground and then he then uh johnny goes to leave because like, he panics and like legs panics it. and leaves d'angelo sees this Heronetics but, aren't like the chillest people no no i mean a wise man once said heroin is hectic mm. that was why and that guy won a nobel peace prize yep Yep, it's a shame about what he did after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a shame. Turned everyone to dust. He turned- and he did kill my entire family while <laughs> he- Andy watched from the roof. Wakey, wakey, Mister Churchill. <laughs> it's time for the main event. I, be- I believe a wise man once said, <laughs> "Wakey, wakey, Mister Churchill." Same wise man who uh, said heroin was hectic. <laughs> so this basically, D'Angelo sees the money on the ground and he's like, "That's the fucking guy." Bodie yeah. runs after him. Putin Bodie wrote up run up to him. It's like, catch that white motherfucker. And then. And then some fucking sick ass dude, dude just stands just up and like shoulder charges him and shit. Basically, they get the money. Sorry, they, they catch uh, the guy and uh, D'Angelo comes over. They kick the shit out of him a bit. D'Angelo comes over and they're, they're, the guys are basically being like, you know, how should we kill him? Should we throw him off like a bridge? Yeah, yeah. How should we do this? For 10 bucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so brutal. D'Angelo's like, how much money do you have? And the guy's like, I literally only have the the ten dollars. The ten dollars that it's wrapped in. D'Angelo takes the ten dollars and he walks away. They kick the shit out of him and then they leave him. Later on in the episode, in another scene, I think is it Stringer or Avon? It's that Stringer. Stringer's talking to D'Angelo about this and he's like, It's not good enough. Like Yeah. You you need to make a statement. Like, I heard about what happened. You have to make a statement next time because like that's not good enough. You can't just like you can't have everyone around this thing. I'll be showing you weak. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. We don't want to show any weakness. Yeah. It's another reason for them to just dislike him for being like like favored because of him being weak and yeah, position yeah. of power. Fa- favored because he's his cousin or like yeah, a the, nephew the nepotism. Yeah. They're just like you're just such a little like wiener. Yeah. Like you should like you. you can't nepotism even. is lame. He's a softy. Yeah. Definitely a softy to them all. After so cutting back to. The meeting about the... Does anything actually come... Or at this point, is it basically like we've got two sides, butting heads, narcotics and um, and homicide? And homicide yeah. Or do, they, do they, they don't reach a conclusion at Not this point? Not yet, really, no. Like, I think it's... Uh, that's episode two, but like it kind of goes then to... Is it McNulty and... Bob they go out for the like bar, beers, They're just yeah. getting fucking hammered. And Let's then, talk um, about drink driving in American media. 
Yeah. What is going on? It's can I explain happening. this? I can explain this. What is it? Because all my friends used to drink drive in Philly, which is not okay. But because the cops are dealing with real crime, they just don't pull you over for anything. Because that's always my thing. When I watch, there's so much American media where there's so much drink driving. And this yeah. wasn't when long my ago. Boyf- when my ex-boyfriend came here, RBTs blew his mind. So it's just not a thing in he'd, America. No, and he'd never seen it before and he was dying to get pulled over and be in one because he'd never been breathalyzed in his life. RBT's blew his mind. Um, there was quite a few things that blew his mind about Australia, but he was like, don't the police have crime to catch? Yeah, I get, but, it, but I'm like, this is a crime. It kills many people. Well, I mean, we don't have guns, so that really eliminates well, half the crime they're dealing the with. That's the thing too, yeah. but that being said, when I lived in Philly, I saw a lot of stopping and frisking that could have gone to RBT's. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Like I, I saw many school-age children get stopped and frisked in their backpacks. And so, but yeah, RBTs, guys. It's just such a thing in America. And I always thought it was just like a weird fake thing. I don't think like, it's everywhere, but on the East Coast, absolutely. I've but like seen every, everything you see, like every, it'll be like a romantic comedy. Two people like are out at a bar and they get quite drunk and the next scene's just them driving home. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. has, has, are they just doing this? Like, videos, it's easier? Like old paparazzi videos of, Paris Hilton would be her like stumbling to her car and then driving off, like speeding off. And she's quite obviously fucked. Yeah. yeah. Because. But they definitely pull people over in LA. I think it's more of an yeah. East Coast thing. But the thing about the drink driving in this anyways, it probably wouldn't matter because it's two cops. Um, So they would have been fine. But yeah, they yeah. get, they get like smashed. Yeah. They're like they're super they're drunk. Legless, really like they're, they're proper drunk. They're doing shots. Uh, what is there anything important that they kind of talk about? About here, I just don't... a really funny scene with Bonk talking about <laughs> the like my, the mask. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. It's like, <laughs> gets called home by, like he's like working like a double shift. Gets called home by his wife because there's a mouse in the house and comes in. She's like coiled up on like a chair screaming. He's like, so I got rid of him. It's like then McDonald's like, how'd you get rid of the mouse? And he's like, lit his ass up. That was amazing. And he's like, yeah. you shut the mouse. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And he's like with your nine. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what does he say? Like. Oh, he's like the first shot I, 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 I hit, hit a shoe. I hit a shoe, but then I got him with the second one. <laughs> and he's like, I was going to leave him there. As Shooting a, a mouse is kind of impressive yeah. target wise. Oh, for They're sure. They're little, they move. And they move fast. They're quick. It's pretty funny. And Especially after doing a double shift, <laughs> yeah. you'd be exhausted. You'd be like, oh, fuck. It's probably also hammered. Like, yeah, yeah, fully. I guess you get a bit of backstory about these characters as well. Mm. Like you get McNulty talking about the fact that he's got a daughter and that his uh, wife and him are kind of like doing... Uh, different they're, they're they're fighting for custody, custody of the kid but he's basically saying like you know I, i'm a fucking cop like i can't have full custody of her like i work if i have to work a full weekend like what do i do yeah. and so you basically you get the feeling from this scene that these two dudes have known each other for a fucking long time yeah. and that they've worked together for a long time and they're super good friends yeah they're tight yeah they're sick they're they're a great um good duo good character yeah. duo and then they drive to like an underpass yeah, continue having beers there. Yeah, and yeah. then McNulty like gets dark, a little bit dark, and he starts pissing while the train's coming on the train tracks. And then Bunk's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Like, I thought he was gonna tracks. get hit. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean terrifying. that's what they're leading up to, and he's just like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna run this case." Yeah, but I'm gonna do it fucking properly. And then he just like stumbles off the tracks before yeah. the train comes, and Bunk's like, "All right." Yeah, so he is basically from his drunken state. He's like, "But what? What?" So he context like to everyone hates him. Like the only person that likes him is Bunk because in the force, like they're all pretty annoyed at him at the yeah, moment Yeah, because they, they view him as this dude who went above all of them. Yeah, he's right. I guess, I guess a lot he of the cops- the chain of command. That's the whole thing. Yeah. That, like, 
It's like the unwritten rule. You don't break the chain of command. And they're even annoyed at Bunk as well. Like they like for whenever Bunk complains, they're just basically like, hey, it's your fucking partner that did it. Like you take yeah. on his work, that kind of shit. And so like McNulty at this point, like what's his plan? Because like it's him versus uh, entire, it's just basically, does he have to go above the head again? Just do it his own way, you know? Just or, fight or for it. Exactly. You just convince them. Yeah. Which he sort of does. Because like with that opening scene, he's very like, he is very convincing. Yeah. He's very good at his job. Like he's a kiss ass or not a kiss ass. He's just like a, he's got no respect for like hurting people's feelings. If he's going to get the job done right. Yeah. 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 He's, uh, yeah. He's just, his characters. I, there's so much about this show. That's just yeah. so good. Obviously it's like hard to sort of like slag this show in yeah, any way, yeah. shape or form. So he's basically. I've got one. I was confused the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like you just didn't pay attention. No, it's just not not for morons. The show is not for morons. Yeah. Oh, this is you cannot while watching this show like check your Instagram. Oh yeah, you got to. It's like it's like phones. Phones in the bowl. Yeah, phones need to be face down and away. Yeah, like you're watching. Can't. You're watching the so entire show. Doing my makeup. At no, the same no, time. no, no. Okay. You cannot. I mean, you <laughs> miss a scene and you're like, "What the fuck are they talking yeah. about?" Now? That was my entire experience. <laughs> so yeah, basically, McNulty's he's in 100. He's yeah. in. He's like, "I'm going to yeah, take it down." To this task I'm committed. Yeah. This at the same time happens when we cut to Johnny in the hospital. So yeah. he's in the hospital. But uh, Bubbles is standing over him. He's obviously quite upset yeah, i think he's, he's crying yeah he's crying yeah. because he's basically like this fucking sucks like from his perspective he's like fuck like our life sucks mm. yeah. and now this shit happens yeah. like it doesn't get worse it than was this. 10 bucks and then does yeah. uh who Kima. comes in Kima. Kima comes in and starts talking to him they've had a past yeah because he's like an informant for yeah her. He's, yeah he's, he's been a just CEO. he got out of prison a couple of months before yeah three months before, and, yeah. yeah okay so i thought this was him Becoming an informant, no, but he been, had done it before. Yeah, they'd had a past. Yeah. See, Mark yeah, so. was confused too. But then this at this point is basically like he's like, okay, what do you need from me? What do you need from yeah. me? Like he's such a good informant. Yeah, dude. Like, he's, he, yeah. he's so good. Yeah. So basically, this kind of sets it up where like they've got bubbles on the inside now to help them out. McNulty really wants to uh, really wants to do it properly. I guess they kind like of like the two sides are going to kind of meet in yeah. the middle, and there's going to be a mutual interest on both sides to do it. A certain way. They've still probably got Daniels at the top <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Daniels is still kind of like... Daniels is a company man, but he also yeah. wants to do it right. But Something he's, he's that we didn't mention in this episode is that they talk about Daniels, about yeah. the fact that he's got a big career ahead of him. Yeah. Like he's he's like a young black man who like they want to... Hu- they want to... They wanted to rush him up like the... The chain, chain of command. They want him yeah, up yeah. the top basically because they want, I guess, a black dude up there with them. So they it's not yeah. like a whole bunch of white guys yeah. doing it. Because you don't see it in this episode. It's like the, every corporation this the year. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The chief of police at this time is like, is another black guy. Yeah. He's just like, he's always playing those like authoritative roles in other shows. He's great. Yeah. He's yeah. sick. Final scene of this we episode. We a tiny bit, don't you? Do we? Yeah. And he's oh. like, he's like, come if you ever need any help. Don't go to them. Come to me first. That's right. That's right. He does. Dad, he is yeah. in it for like a split second. They have like a tiny one-two chat. Him and Daniels. And Daniels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But basically, Daniels at this point, he's on the trajectory to go pretty high up. Yeah. Basically, they if say he follows the, the rules, the yeah. next district that opens up, he'll be the major. Yeah. So I guess this sets it up that like as this show goes on, does Daniel follow the rules or does he join McNulty? McNulty. I mean, obviously he does. Let's stop fucking around yeah. here. Like, yeah, he does. It yeah, wouldn't be a show yeah. if he didn't. Of course. Okay. Yeah. He fucking does it. Yeah. 
Get it over it. But also he does snowflake. Yeah, it's true. He does both. Like and it's God. fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to a final scene. Uh, what's his name? Uh, D. D. D'Angelo. Nope. Bunk is, he's hungover oh, yeah. as fuck. He comes back into work. He's at his desk. He's hungover. He kind of just wants to do paperwork for the day, I think. Yeah. Someone comes up to him. Uh, I think he's it's Sergeant. The, sergeant is basically like. That guy's hilarious. Yeah, so he's well. so funny. Yeah. He's great value. But he's basically like, yeah, there's a murder. Go on. And he's like, fuck. He's, he's like, like oh, I don't I don't feel, I, I'm, he's, he says, I'm feeling very thin. He's like, well, the team's pretty thin now that your fucking partners do, had to develop a stupid task force yeah. for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes out. He drives out. There's a big crowd of people around a dead body. He walks up, starts looking at the dead body face down. In the crowd of people standing around, D'Angelo's there. As they're talking about the body, they flip it over, cut to D'Angelo, cut to the body. Only the first witness. It's the first first witness. We cut back to a picture of the guy in the courtroom. It's a guy that testified against D'Angelo at the very start. Then He's now lying on the ground with two bullets in his head. D'Angelo looks at that. He starts walking away. Credits. You can, you can see something shift in his mind. Like He's yeah. just like, ooh. Like yeah, cuts the awesome different music for the Close. credits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Forgot what it was, but yeah, it's really it's nice. Uh, it was Who yeah. Let the Dogs Out by the Baha <laughs> Men, yes. which was super surprising. But yeah. it actually but like, daring. It was daring, but it worked. Mm. Get back, Hate Scruffy. Off. Back, Scruffy. Get back, you flea-infested mongrel, is what they say at one oh, point. Oh, wow. That song. That's and actually... Get it's, back your feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had to check. You had to check, but I don't, did, yeah, no. don't fuck with me on my Baha Men knowledge. <laughs> I won't again. It's about ugly women, that song. Ew. Yeah, yeah. And that's why me the and my boys, <laughs> when we get together, yeah. we're like, who let the dogs out? And we woof, 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 woof. Dude, Stella Donnelly, Beware of the Dogs album. What? Okay. She released an album called Beware of the Dogs. Do you reckon it was about the same thing? I think so. I think it was, I think it was like a diss track <laughs> against the bar. <laughs> 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 that leads us on to ratings of the pilot episode slash the show Widely regarded as the greatest show of all time, <laughs> slash Andy's little Retro. Maz show. Oh yeah, I'm Maz. I'm. I honestly, we were just. There was probably like ten minutes ago when we were just chatting. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this again. <laughs> yeah. I'm complete. I was like, oh my god, this show is fucking sick. Ratings for pilot episode of The Wire. What do we have, Andy? Uh, a zero. A zero. Yeah, no, I, I, I do I, agree. There yeah. was there was far too little Baha. Men. Oh yeah, like the bar, like the lack of Baha men really Maybe just made right this. to the end. I know. <laughs> Start with the Baha men, yeah, and, okay? and, and then go on to a little Bow Wow song, yeah. then a Snoop Dogg song, little Bow Wow's uncle. Yeah, and then maybe finish with the a just Bow Wow. Bow Wow now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll start with little Bow Wow. Go to Bow Wow, then go to Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Dogg. Then Snoop Lion. DMX. Yeah, sure. that that was Dog Man X. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's Andy all the dogs. He's a huge fan. Are there any more dog rappers? Could be. Yeah, sure. Should be. Oh, probably. What are you giving? Probably. Andy? I'm giving it a nine point five. Nine point five, Cassie. I was very confused. I'm giving it a six. Six. What? I'm sorry. I was confused again. This show isn't for dum dums. Oh, oh. It's, it's not for dum dums. I will say it's controversial. <laughs> I'm admitting it's because I'm stupid and I didn't understand what was going on. Wow, um, I'm. It, it's a good pilot. I mean, you've seen this. Yeah. It's a really good pilot. Yeah. It's a it's a nine from me. Will I'm gonna give it a nine as well, just because I know there's so many better episodes in this season than the pilot. It's an incredible pilot, but every episode, like not every episode, but most, like there's some absolute standout ten out of ten. Like yeah, that episodes. is true. Yeah, 
I'm not 9.5, 9.5. It 9.5. is, yeah, it's so, gotta give it, it's the best show I've ever seen. It's so fucked. Best show I've ever seen is Paris Hilton, is my new BFF. That's, a, that's, a, that's a tight one, but I mean, that, right. honestly, close second. <laughs> <laughs> so that is adding two to Cassie's rank then because yeah. of that admission. <laughs> I you want that mug so bad, yeah. <laughs> I think it's hard to watch this pilot episode and not want to keep going. Oh, yeah. If you pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in saying but that. No, that being said, that being I'm going to put my makeup on. I think mm. that the thing about The Wire is if you want to watch The Wire, and I've, I've only done season one, so, you know, but you can't, it's it's not a half-watch show. Yeah. Where there are a lot of shows where you can, well where you can get by pretty watch. easily by, like, paying, like, half attention. Y- you need to pay, like, 100% full attention because, like, the amount of fucking names in it for one yeah, thing, yeah. the amount of things going on the at one dialogue. time, the amount of dialogue, like you really, yeah. and like little things that later on will come back as being like super important to the plot and stuff like that. Like it, I it, really it, like shows attention. where rich women throw wine at each other. <laughs> and you know what? Season three of The Wire is <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. It's literally the real housewives yeah. of Baltimore. <laughs> they accident, they, they, they wire up one of those houses. It's sick. But that is by accident. They're like watching the whole time. And they're like, where the Fuck is string a bell? What is happening? <laughs> Who are all these ladies? Yeah. <laughs> but why do I keep watching? I mean, it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but yet I can't turn it off. That leads us on to what we are doing next week. Cassie, what will Test Pilot Podcast Episode 77 be? It's going to be Drive to Survive. The fuck is that? Yeah, look, I don't know. <laughs> is it 77? It's a, it's a is it 87? No, no 77. it's still in the 70s, bro. Oh, sure. um, it's uh, um, they're not be about cars. It's about cars, and it's an audience suggestion. They're not be about surviving. <laughs> oh shit! Is Drive to Survive that one that's on Netflix about yeah. Formula One? Yeah, right. Is it supposedly? Reality? No, supposedly that's really good. It's incredible. That's- I'm now an F1 fan from watching it. Like yeah. I never thought I would. It's so good. Okay, yeah. I've heard well, it's really brum, good. Brum. It's yeah, and it, brum brum motherfucker. I can't, I can't wait. Ripping, I can't like, wait I have- to like start letting you guys know about all my car knowledge, dude. Lewis Hamilton. Accelerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now Gear, you, once you watch it, though, spoilers. Lewis Hamilton's in it, isn't he? Not the first season. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to talk about spoilers and then spoil the show for oh people. Oh my God. And run like, with that gag. Like we can left. do the spoilers on the back. Is that what you're saying? That's like what spoilers? I'm talking about, that's dude. Tight, that dude. is. Spoilers just, on the back of the car, but I'm, I'm going to talk about the show for people. Yeah, that's sick. That's yeah. sick. I hope yeah. someone does a wheelie. Do they okay. have hubcaps? Some <laughs> I think you really like things? it though, genuinely, because there's a lot of like the reality elements. As to I it. say, I'm interested to know what you think of me. So I was like, go on. Is it a reality show or is it a drama? Dude, Lewis Hamilton. Listen, I'm going to go on record and say that this is going to be our best episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> so, what this one or no, the next one? Definitely not this one. The next one. <laughs> the next one's going to be the best one we've ever recorded, and someone will die live on air. Oh my <laughs> god! I hope it's me. I hope it's not my family. <laughs> Will, thank you so much for coming on and joining the Four Timers Club. I think it's you and like three or four other people now. <laughs> but once you get the Five Timers Club, Andy will suck, suck your, your dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> there got we go. True, said it. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, lush. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting a mug out of it, man. So be happy about it. <laughs> and the mug says, you just got your dick sucked by Andy. <laughs> Test pilot. Um, and just before we go, I just want to remind everyone that I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Denise Richards again. <laughs> <laughs>